Descending from the summit of the mountain, you brace yourself for what lies ahead. As you approach the shore, the once tranquil sea has transformed into a maelstrom of chaos. The sky is painted with ominous shades of gray, and the howling winds carry an aura of foreboding. Huge waves, like titanic behemoths, rear up before crashing down with thunderous force. Their frothy crests reach skyward, obscuring the horizon with their might. The tumultuous sea is both intimidating and overwhelming, mirroring the surge of anger, a tempest within. Standing at the precipice of this emotional storm, you feel small and vulnerable, much like a lone vessel battling the fury of the ocean. But as a wayfarer, you realize that within this chaos, there exists an opportunity for growth. Anger is a force of both destruction and transformation, a primal surge of energy that can either consume or empower. It's the tempest that rages within us, often appearing as a blind force, uncontainable, uncontrollable. Some liken it to a fiercely burning fire, capable of reducing everything in its path to ashes. Others see it as a formidable wave, rising with unstoppable momentum. Yet, anger is not merely a destructive force. It's also a potent catalyst for change. When you harness your anger wisely, or any other emotion really, it can serve as a lighthouse, helping us navigate those massive tidal waves of emotion. In this episode, we embark on a journey to understand anger, the fires that burn within us, the waves that threaten to engulf us, and how we can navigate this complex emotional landscape. Let's go. Anger, like other emotions, serves a purpose, and it's evolved as an adaptive response in humans. When you have BPD, you have a heightened emotional sensitivity, right? And because you feel emotions more deeply, the painful ones, like anger, create this instinctive urge in us to get rid of the pain as fast as possible by whatever means our brains decide upon. This can cause a lot of problems for us. It can make situations a lot worse and it can be highly self-destructive. You may find that because you've noticed your anger is destructive, you might be scared of it. I've been there. You might deny it or suppress it because you don't know how to harness it. Anger is very helpful though. And if you're scared, it's okay. We're on this adventure together. So here's why anger is super helpful. Anger can signal when your personal boundaries have been crossed. It serves as a way to assert yourself and communicate that certain behaviors or actions are unacceptable. And in some situations, anger can be a catalyst for positive change. It can motivate you to address injustices, advocate for your needs, or take action to improve your circumstances. It often indicates that something is wrong, 
or causing distress. It can prompt self-reflection and awareness of underlying issues or triggers. Constructively, anger can help you identify and address problems in your life. It can drive your problem-solving efforts to resolve conflicts or overcome things that are getting in the way of your goals. It can convey important social signals to others. You can use it to alert people to the fact that a situation needs attention or a resolution, creating an opportunity for communication and cooperation. Anger is a really complex emotion, though. So in order to get a hold of it a bit better, it's good to get familiar and really explore the moment-to-moment experience of anger. If we take it and put it under, like, a magnifying glass and really pick apart that experience, get curious about it, it becomes a lot less scary. We fear things we don't understand. So, let's figure it out. How do we typically feel anger in our bodies? And what are these urges that come with that? All emotions manifest in both physical sensations and emotional urges, right? Physically, anger is going to trigger a surge in adrenaline. So you're going to experience a faster heart rate and increased blood pressure when you're angry. A lot of people feel tension in their muscles, especially in their jaw, their neck, their shoulders, their fists when they're angry. Same with like heat and flushing. Anger can create this sensation of heat in your face. So when people describe their anger as seeing red, that's pretty much what that means. You feel so much heat in your face. The blood might rush to your face so quickly that it almost feels like everything is turning red. Some people experience shallow or rapid breathing when they're angry, which can lead to feeling breathless or on edge. Sweating and clammy skin are also normal responses to anger, especially because of the heat that you feel in your body. Emotionally, there are urges that can come up in response to those things. So the most common urge when you're angry is to express your anger verbally, like raising your voice or yelling or using very harsh language, getting into arguments, confrontations, verbal disputes. When we're angry, we often feel tension or heat in our throats. I get a lump in my throat, and this can create an urge to release that sensation, right? Yelling is a solution your brain has come up with for that. Some people feel the urge to physically express their anger, like punching or throwing something, slamming a door, making aggressive gestures. The tension we feel in our upper body when we're angry gives us an urge to release that somehow. And this is why those physical urges of aggression come up. This is why people get into fistfights, for example. Are yelling or hitting things justified just because your brain has come up with this solution automatically? No, (laughs) not really. It's just an explanation. It's not an excuse, right? Which is why it's good for us to understand our anger so we can regulate it and train our brains to use other more effective ways to express our anger. The urge to seek revenge or retaliate against the perceived source of anger is another really common response. Let's be real. We've all felt some like villain era vibes. I'm not ashamed. Like this is a very, very common urge for me. I'm petty as fuck. Do I act on pettiness? No. It's good to use opposite action skill when you're feeling like being petty 
and we'll talk about this in a bit. On the flip side, some people might have an urge to withdraw or avoid the source of anger to prevent confrontation. I also do this. I do not enjoy confrontation at all. It sucks because if you don't bring something up that you're angry about, it's going to fester into resentment. Some people might have the urge to suppress or hide their anger, so like avoiding any outward expression. This is also, this is really, really common for people with quiet BPD or emotional over-control issues in general. Anger can erupt suddenly and intensely, even in response to relatively minor triggers for people with BPD. And one of the core features of BPD is a fear of real or perceived abandonment. So anger might surface as a response to perceived rejection or abandonment, even if it's not the other person's intent. Splitting is a defense mechanism where people with BPD end up unconsciously perceiving other people as either all good or all bad. It's like an all or nothing thinking. When they perceive someone as bad, anger might be directed at that person, and it leads to conflicts or strained relationships, right? With quiet BPD, it's very common for us to internalize our anger and direct it toward ourselves. And what this looks like is a lot of negative self-talk, asking yourself, why can't I just stop being stupid? Why am I such a piece of shit? I hate myself. Stuff like that. And this can lead to really self-destructive behaviors, more self-criticism, self-harm. We might end up releasing our anger on ourselves physically or through more self-shaming or by punishing ourselves in some way because we think that we deserve it. As people with BPD, we have a harder time regulating and holding anger than someone without a heightened emotional sensitivity. And this can lead to impulsive actions that err on the more destructive side in order to relieve ourselves as fast as possible of the painful anger we feel, like impulsive spending, using drugs, or really reckless, like dangerous behavior where you're not regarding your personal safety. These are things our brains, unfortunately, have come up with as quickly as possible to help it feel like it's surviving the overwhelming wave of emotion, and in this case, anger. In fact, I know for myself, I don't know about other people, but I feel like enough people with BPD can relate, where you become so angry at someone you love, you get into that splitting mode, and your brain decides that it not only wants to cope with this intolerable anger by doing something dangerous and impulsive, but you also want to put yourself in harm's way for multiple other reasons. Like, you want the other person to feel bad and worry about you because they made you feel bad. And you want to put yourself in harm's way to really see if they care about you and aren't going to leave you, right? Your brain has decided that this is the way to resolve a conflict is by having the other person prove to you that they care about you by rescuing you. Another thing that kind of goes on in my head is you're so angry at yourself and you want to punish yourself, so you purposely put yourself in harm's way. On social media, BPD-related content often refers to the anger that quickly erupts and our efforts to cope with that anger as quote-unquote BPD rage. You may or may not have seen or heard this community term. BPD rage 
refers to an intense and often overwhelming episode of anger or an emotional outburst that can occur when someone lives with BPD. And these episodes of rage can be particularly challenging for both the person with BPD and the people around them as well. Here are some key characteristics and explanations that I've kind of broken down for you. And keep in mind, this is not like a clinical term. This is a community term that we've just kind of collectively adopted to quickly refer to our experiences with anger. So BPD rage is characterized by the intensity of the anger. It's not just a mild irritation, but it is a profound and overpowering emotional response. And these emotions can escalate very, very rapidly. It can be triggered by various situations, and it's often related to perceived abandonment, rejection, or other like interpersonal conflicts. And these triggers can be real or perceived. So they're, they're not always going to seem rational to other people. But this is what I mean when I say that using the word irrational is not a helpful word to use to describe the anger and the other intense emotions that come up for people with BPD. To other people, it does seem irrational, but it really is just misunderstood. So our mind is part of our reality. And although our assumptions about a situation are not always accurate or true, we get in our heads so much that we are fully reacting to the reality in our minds. And on our end, it's not an irrational reaction. So that's just an aside, just saying. People with BPD are often known for their rapid mood shifts. So they're, they're gonna move from a state of relative calm to a state of intense anger very quickly. And this can be very disorienting for both the person with BPD and those around them. This concept is often referred to as being on an emotional roller coaster or getting emotional whiplash. If a person with BPD's mood swings like this are confusing, imagine being the person with BPD and you don't have the skills to be able to even understand what you're feeling. It's very confusing. It's very scary. It can very often feel like you're not in the driver's seat when it comes to your emotions. And in this case, BPD rage. Because we're not in the driver's seat and our brain is, like I mentioned before, choosing the fastest way to cope with the rage, impulsive urges and behavior are going to come up. And this might include saying really hurtful things that we don't mean or engaging in self-destructive actions, or acting in ways that we later really regret and feel overwhelmed with guilt and shame for. After that tidal wave of a rage episode subsides, the intense feelings of guilt and shame come on. And this is unfortunately part of that emotional roller coaster where after going really, really fast, we plummet into a deep low. The impulsive behavior might come back, and instead it's happening in order for us to be able to cope with those emotions. It's a very vicious cycle. It's really crucial to remember that this BPD rage is straight up like a clinical symptom of this condition. It's not a deliberate choice. So it's not like we are intrinsically bad people and we wake up and we decide like this is going to be such a fun way to spend our day, right? It's, it's just that these are the tools that we've unfortunately internalized when no one gave us effective, constructive tools to cope. But... It's all manageable, right? So we can absolutely slow down our reactions to the anger that comes up, and we can gather shiny new tools that make the job a lot easier. We can learn to surf the waves. 
season one of Quiet Not Silent has wrapped up, and I'm working on production for season two, bringing you more recovery-focused content. But in the meantime, have you wished you could get even more from this podcast? Well, guess what? You can. My Patreon is like my exclusive pass for you to access your inner emotional wayfarer. When you become a member of my Patreon, you'll unlock a bunch of content you won't find in the main feed. What's really in it for you, though? First, you're going to get early access to Season 2 episodes before anyone else. I also create exclusive bonus episodes just for Patreon supporters in a different feed called The Quiet Files. These episodes dive deeper into the recovery themes and topics you want to hear about. On top of that, I design printable worksheets for your inner exploration. I call them micro-journals, and they're designed to help you navigate your recovery journey a bit better, providing you with engaging practical tools to manage your BPD. I am so incredibly grateful for the support of my patrons right now, and I'm really excited to keep making good stuff every month that actually helps you out. So if you're ready to take your journey to the next level, head over to my Patreon. The link is in the show notes. I can't wait to see your name pop up in there, and I can make you cool stuff. Wouldn't that be so nice? I think it'd be really nice. So I'm really looking forward to seeing you.